Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody and welcome to Gobbler Country's Talking Turkey. It's been a little bit of stretch of time for us this evening. Brian Manning is with me by phone this time. It looks like he had an equipment failure, which is no fun because I, I know the microphone he has and it's not cheap, Mike. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, John. How about you tonight? Oh, I know. Catherine's going to give us a real fit because you're on the phone and she always has mega fits with phone sound levels. So. It's gonna, she's going to have a fun edit on this one. Number one, we got a little news this week, a couple of personnel moves. First one is Taiwan Garbutt. Taiwan's going through a family issue at home. Most of us know what it is. We're not saying in public because we don't want to put that pressure on him, but we're, we are thinking about him. He's a wonderful kid. He works really, really hard. And, you know, he's got some family issues that he has to deal with. And if everybody will have good thoughts about it, looks like he might not make it to the season. You know, I think that's what you heard, right? Yes, that's what I heard. And, and you know, Taiwan's, I thought he was headed for a big year this year if if we have football. And, and his absence, which right now is much bigger than football, is, is a blow to the Hokies. But nothing but the best wishes and prayers for that young man. Yeah, we hope to see him next year in 2021. And maybe, maybe things, Providence smiles and he can make it in. But, you know, it's like camp just started today. So if you don't make it to camp and you don't make it into camp, it's kind of hard to make the season, you know? Yeah, and then you've got, there's just a few other absences. I think, you know, you, you you'll, we'll get into a couple of them. And one's the, the freshman, Panay, the tight end from France. And, He's not been able to get over here due to the COVID-19, the travel restrictions and, he, and everything. So it's, this season will be a wash for him. He was likely headed for a redshirt year anyway. So, the, But it's a shame he couldn't get here to, to be around the team and work out and get stronger and everything. But all signals are go. He'll be here at some point in time and should be ready to go next year. But I, I doubt it's this season. Yeah, I, he he's a candidate for coming in the wintertime. When some of this stuff, at least if we get some good news on on the vaccine front and a few other things, we might end up seeing some loosening up. Finally, I'm you know I've got my fingers crossed. I got toes crossed. I got everything crossed. Another personnel move, which is you know not of tremendous significance, although he's a seriously good talent, but he's a sprinter more than a football player now is uh, Cole Beck. It looks like 
there, there must have been some conversation between the coaches. Cole Beck from Blacksburg High School is a real speedster, has, uh, has decided or helped. I, I, like we say, we, we don't know what the conversation was other than the fact that Cole Beck's track coach, who also was the controller of his scholarship because he's on a track scholarship, it probably went to Cole Beck and goes, no, you're not stepping a foot on a football field, period. Yeah, and, and that's not saying he would ever play for the Hokies on, on the gridiron, but he was a great player in high school at, at the double A level in high school. And he, his speed is unbelievable. And he could have given the Hokies something, at, especially as a return guy, but his value is with the track team because he's, he's a special track athlete. So it, this situation makes sense for him. Yeah, I mean, the indoor with the team, with the track team, with indoor track and outdoor track. And it looks like they're saying – that hopefully there's going to be a normal track season this season coming up. And I'm sure the track coach was like, we won the ACC last year. We got a shot at winning it again this year. And we do not want him getting flattened on the football field. So that's an unfortunate thing for the dreamers of Blacksburg High School who wanted to see a little football glory for Cole. But he's got glory in other ways going on. He can fly. He's still got a nice athletic career ahead of him without football, so he'll be fine. Yeah. So that's the personnel stuff. You got any more personnel things? I mean, sometimes you hear more than I do. So I hear stuff over on one side, and then you hear other different stuff. I guess the only thing we haven't touched on, really, and it's old news by now, but it's Caleb Farley opting out last week. You know, that was a blow to, to this season's team. But I want to, you know, I think we want to reiterate how special of an athlete Caleb is and that we wish him nothing but the best in the future and completely understood his personal decision. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing much you can do about it. The truth is, okay, this is the last five minutes of our segment, the first segment. The truth is that as we talk about the schedule next segment, the chances that that schedule are going to actually happen uh, seems to be fading to put it bluntly. James Madison just put a kibosh on their fall season. They're thinking maybe they're going to try, which means their athletic conference, the, the FCS just is, is tanking. And so now I'm, I'm wondering how Virginia is going to deal with their schedule because they were supposed to start off the season with against VMI. Isn't that nice? Virginia gets to start off against VMI. We get stuck with North Carolina State. But Virginia gets, gets VMI and – and now VMI, I don't think, is playing football. In all honesty, they, they should have just – I'm not going to crush them for what they did, the 10-plus-1. I like the format when they announced it, but it would have just made sense had they – I know they went first, but just do a 10-game conference schedule like the SEC, I mean, it just it just makes the most sense in, in all aspects. Brian, with, with Notre Dame, they have enough teams they could have done a 12-game schedule, really. The whole thing about the, the – I know – I, I got to at least admit the ACC gave it a shot and gave it a shot to include some other teams that might not have normally been able to play given their conference situation or whatever. And I don't know. This is, this is not – look. it's not looking happy and healthy right now. I mean, yes, it's great that we have a schedule, but like I said in the article, it's the weird – you know, announcing it, it's weird, it's, it's strange – it's a schedule, and at this point, it's sounding kind of more like a dream than a schedule. It gives all of us who want football badly something to talk about at least over the next few weeks until there's there's word that it doesn't actually happen. So 
on that note, it's, it's that's a positive change, I guess, because we yeah, and they are in camp. Everybody's in. Everybody who can report or is willing to report is in camp, and they're working out over at the Beamer Barn. They're they've got all of their safety protocols and in place, and I think they're putting everybody in a bubble and a plastic bag. And then spraying them down with pure Clorox and, you know, God only knows what. I don't know how they're doing it. I really don't. I think at some point you got to feel like, you know, oh, if I tackle the guy, we got to run off the field and like sponge off, you know, with like disinfectant or something. I don't know. The whole concept behind this seems to be difficult to pull off and you know, I've got my feelings about it. I'm not saying because I'm not a doctor and I'm not somebody else. I know what I'd do for me. I'm still pushing to get on the sideline. I'll be there. I don't care. I'll I'll be there. So at this point, we just got to play it by ear. So when we come back from the commercial break, we'll talk about the schedule. Let's pretend like the season's going to happen. We'll talk about the schedule and try to make sure that everybody is up to speed on this goofy construct with the weird stuff happening. So we'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Usually Brian will lead in the second segment, but like I said, he's stuck on the phone. Now it's time to talk about, we're going to we're gonna have hope, right, Brian? That's right. Let's do it. Okay. Schedule for 2020 with what looked like a, a random shuffling of we don't care who or what. It's just something to draw. And they, got, there needs to be at least one or two rivalry schools. So we start off the season on September 12th against NC State, and it is in Blacksburg, and Charlie comes home. Charlie Wiles comes home to, to, uh, yeah, to try I, to I beat us. Okies came in the ACC back in 2004. These schools have played a total of five times in the last 16 years. I think they should play more often. I think geographically, geographically it makes sense. And I'm kind of excited they're on the schedule this year because it's a natural fit. And it'll be nice to see Coach Wiles back if we have football, of course. But we're not going to talk about that anymore. But I like the game. I think it's a good way to start the season. And the Huskies need to win it. Yep. And, and it's a pretty even match. So it's going to be a real fist fight right out of the block. It's a tough game. Yeah, they're kind of fighting right now. They're kind of become one of the Hokies teams that they battle a lot on the recruiting trail. And right now there's a couple of battles going on for Guys, the Hokies have high hopes on, including linebacker Jordan Poole with NC State. So, a lot going on in that game. Yeah. Well, the very next week in Blacksburg, hopefully with us on the sideline and in the booth, hopefully, 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 we have Virginia coming out 64 and down 81 with the cup in tow to leave it in Blacksburg, hopefully. Not going to be an easy football game. It never is an easy football game. No matter what, Virginia is always up for us, even if they stink. And, of course, we are usually always up for Virginia, even if we stink. You're facing Virginia team that lost Bryce Perkins. So facing them, which is going to be weird, facing them in September, but you're catching them early as they replace the level of quarterback they had with an inexperienced guy. I think it's Armstrong. So, I think it's a good time to play Virginia for this year for the Hokies. Yeah, if we want that cup back, it was going to be way harder in November. And then we head off to Durham on October 3rd. That is after a bye week, which 
an early bye week is not something we normally need. It, this team does not seem to respond well to early bye weeks. That makes me nervous to go play Duke. And, of course, this is going to be a serious revenge game. You know it. Well, I think Coach Fuente is going to have the troops ready, and I expect the Hokies to, to be mad that day. I mean, that game was, I mean, for different reasons. We can talk about the run, the score up there late in the game. We can talk about just the lack of respect there that they've shown, but just the pure embarrassment they suffered there. They don't want to be the team. They'll never erase what they felt last September with the embarrassment, but they got a chance to get a little, to feel a little bit better if they go down to Durham and smash Duke. Yeah, it'd be nice. Then we come back and go back down slightly off center there to Chapel Hill, not too actually far from Durham. And we play probably our toughest game in the old ACC Coastal, the pre-COVID Coastal, which is North Carolina, which right now is ranked ahead of us, 10 in the coaches poll for absolutely no reason. They do have a good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Their quarterback is very good. But is Mac Brown that good or is it all hype? I'm smelling a bit of Miami in this one. This is kind of a hype job because they have a above average to very good quarterback, and they've probably got a lot of steam after last year, and they're in their house, and they're going to want to win this football game. So it's going to be a, this is going to be a tough one. October tenth is going to be a really hard nosed football game. Well, they're the Hokies' biggest rival in the ACC now, in my opinion. So it's, it yeah. will be tough. Then, seven days later, Saturday, Boston College shows up in Blacksburg. Another revenge game, but a revenge game for a whole different set of reasons because actually Boston College opener last year, other than the stupid interceptions, the Hokies beat up Boston College pretty badly. And, of course, that doesn't count. Only the score counts. But it still was a game that we should have never lost, and I think Fuente is going to have them up for that one, and God only knows what we're going to look like after the Carolina game. Ryan Willis had, I can't remember exactly, four or five turnovers that game. I think it was like two fumbles and three interceptions or something like that. I don't even want to remember. Two interceptions were in the red zone. Yep. So that was a 14, that that was 28-point swing. So that that was unforgivable. I'm, I'm sorry, I, Hendon Hooker would have been in there in the third series. After the second pick, that would have been it. But turns out, yeah, he had a torn up shoulder and should have tapped out. All right, October 24th, seven days later than that, we go to Winston-Salem, back down the highway again, back down and out to cross the line and back to the research triangle. And we go play Wake Forest in their house. And, you know, Wake is Wake. I think that it's not going to be an easy game. But I don't think Wake is going to present too big a, a challenge to Tech at that point. We blew out Wake Forest last year, and they had a good team. They came in to the game, I think it was in November. They were ranked. They were good. And we we destroyed them. And they had a high-powered offense led by Jamie Newman, who was really good last year. Jamie Newman is no longer there. So they're a bit of a team in transition as well. Yeah, so they're not in the same position they were. I'm, you always have to be worried. You don't know what kind of shape you're going to be in by the end of October. You really don't. You don't know who's going to be hurt. You don't know what you're going to be doing, how you're going to adjust. And, of course, with this 
COVID thing. You don't know who's going to be thrown into the recycle bin for a while. You, you don't know if that, that that's going to happen. So now we're going to be dragging into the season and we drag into Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville is not a Piper team. Louisville is professionally coached. I put scare quotes around professionally and is a team quite capable of beating the living tar out of us. I won't say the word. Louisville is going to have to be a game we're going to have to be very aware of. This is another team that I wish the Hokies would become yearly rivals with moving forward. I think it's natural. It's another recruiting game as there's a lot of kids who are choosing between Louisville and Virginia Tech. I like the fact that Hokies are playing them this year. It's geographically another close game, so I like it, and it will be a difficult game. Yeah, and then November 7th, Liberty comes into Lane Stadium. for It's not a bye week. Liberty means it. Liberty is an FBS school now, and they're not coming in to play around. It's a quote-unquote easy win, but it's not. We've all, we've always seen, you know, we've seen what happens when everybody cruises in for an easy win, right? Liberty is coached by former Ole Miss coach Hugh Freeze, so. Yeah, it's not a joke. Uh, And then we have, if it hasn't been hard enough already, the last three games of the season, we have the first one in Blacksburg is Miami. Manny is in trouble down in Miami, and they just lost their, Best player to bowing out. He doesn't want to play football this year. They lost their their version of Caleb Farley. He's a defensive end, big 6'7", 270-pound defensive end. And just like we lost Farley, they lost their top go. Yeah, so with that, their pass rush is going to have issues, which means, you know, if if Hendon Hooker can get some time and, and get away from whatever rush they've got going, Hendon could have a really good game at home. They do have a special quarterback, De'Eric King, transferred over from Houston. And if he's as good as he was at Houston, Miami's a team to watch this year. They they get overhyped and overrated every single year. This is a year where I think they're probably going to be overhyped and overrated again, but De'Eric King changes things. They're actually going to have good quarterback play for once. Yeah, I put him on the Brad Kaya scale at this point. When Kaya was good, he was good. And when he was bad, he was awful. Then we have to go to Pittsburgh and play in the big catch-up against Pitt. And we all know Nardo is up to beat Virginia Tech every time he gets on the field with us, period. Just remember, we've lost five of our last six trips to Pittsburgh. That's all we need to say. That's right. You know, this is it's not, not an easy thing. And then... Coming to Blacksburg for the last game, December 5th. Okay, chances are, folks, this might be the last game. The swirling rumors are there won't be any bowl games. That unless there's something like a vaccine or something, there probably won't be any bowl games this year. There won't be any championship game. So this will be the end of the regular season for Virginia Tech. And it's against Clemson, which, you know, really ticked me off. Because I would have rather played Notre Dame. I would have much rather played Notre Dame. We can beat Notre Dame. We proved last year, even stumbling around a little bit and making some mistakes, you know, we could beat Notre Dame. But the Clemson game at this point is like walking into a haymaker because this is the this is the ACC game for who plays Notre Dame for the championship. You wanna you're competitive and you wanna play the best team. Clemson's the best team. They have been the best team. 
it's big for these kids. It's big for you lose nothing. You're expected to lose. You're expected to get blown out. Go out there and show it's different. We have nothing to lose. So there's not absolutely nothing to lose. It was like last year in the Notre Dame game. Fourth down, Notre Dame was about to lose the football game, and Bud Foster has nothing to lose and forgets that he has nothing to lose. And he goes to cover out, and they get the first down, and the rest is history. When if he had just sent the house, they would have run the quarterback out of bounds, and it would have been over. The game would have been over. So I, I would have seen like to seen us beat Notre Dame that game, and then go in and have a real head of steam to go in there and lay it all on the line. It's the last game of the twenty twenty, the cracked weird twenty twenty season, and beat Clemson. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been cool. So it's the other way around. So we're going to have to go in and beat Clemson first and to get to Notre Dame, right? Unless something really strange happens, you know the Irish are going to be the number two team or the number one team, one or one or the other. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that'll be the number two team. I don't think anyone holds the candle to Clemson, but we do get our chance against Clemson. and You can't ask for any more than a chance. Yeah. Well, that's the schedule. The chances of it happening, you toss a coin and you might get close to the odds. I know from my contacts in, in the communications department, and I won't name names, they're not happy. The ACC has done this, but there are no rules. There's no idea where things are going. The coverage rules, I mean, you hear the, all, all the sports media people, you see Andy Bitter and all the other uh, all the other guys that we know and talk to and everything. They're all complaining that there's nothing but I sent that link out. There's a live link that the school, the athletic department is trying to keep people up to date. And it's brutally honest. If you, if everybody would read it, it's brutally honest. It says, we don't know. There's so many paragraphs that say, we don't know. We don't have any instructions. We don't know. Nobody's told us. We don't know. We don't know what this policy is going to be. So that's the answer right now. So a lot of people are angry that there's not a lot of communication. Well, guess what? There's not a lot of communication, and it's not the Hokie Athletic Department that's not communicating. So if everybody would just be patient, keep hoping. That's all I can say is keep praying and hoping, right? That's all you can do. So that wraps it up for tonight. I see that the phone line's starting to go stale on Brian. So, hey, Brian, how do we wrap this up? Go Hokies. Go Hokies. <laughs>